Welcome to Younger and Older. I'm the older guy. Normally, uh, Jason is with me and he starts you off, but I got to start you off the same way he did, only sound a lot more mature. I am here today with a guy named Joseph. And Joseph, you are from where? Nina, Wisconsin. Nina, Wisconsin. And you have been up here in the Northwoods for a while now. How many years have you been hanging around? Uh, I guess this would be my third year. Third year. And what brought you up here originally? Um, that's a good question. I guess it was kind of a whim. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing after high school. And I had a couple of friends who'd been through the NBI program and had a lot of great things to say about it. I'd never been to camp before. Um, and so I guess I just decided one day to sign up for NBI because I didn't know what else to do. And, uh, okay, well, help me out here now. You just said some terms that maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with. Camp, NBI, what are those places? A- sure. NBI stands for? NBI stands for Nicolay Bible Institute. Um, <clears throat> camp is in reference to Silver Birch Ranch as a whole and all the programs underneath that, I guess. Okay. And so Silver Birch Ranch, the property is Silver Birch Ranch, and there's camps that go on there, and yet there's an MBI program that's on the property. Yes, sir. Okay. And so you are part of actually everything at some point. Yeah. In fact, right now you're part of a ministry that's part of Silver Birch Ranch called what? The Wolf River Refuge. Okay. Now that's another branch. You're probably confusing everybody that's listening. Like, were you a part of Silver Birch Ranch? Are you a part of the Nicolay Bible Institute? Or are you a part of the Wolf River Refuge? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all connected. Uh, I guess the main home base is Silver Birch Ranch right. running camps. Um, but also there's the Nicolay Bible Institute program, which is on the same campus we live at Silver Birch Ranch. Okay. Um, and take classes. And on the weekends when there's uh, camps, we help run programs and run okay. camp. So so you were in high school. You didn't really know what you wanted to do after high school. Correct. What do you love to do? I, I mean, if, if you could do anything in life, don't worry about money, don't worry about anything. If you could do anything in life, and and what would you be fulfilled doing? Oh, man, that's a big question. I have, uh, I have a lot of hobbies. Um, I really like dabbling in a lot of different things. Um, I guess some big ones are anything involving God's creation. Um, I first started being interested in studying God's creation through photography. And um, so for a while, I wanted to be a a professional wildlife photographer. Um, But since um, getting into photography, I've had phases of other interests. Um, I've really enjoyed bird watching. I've studied dragonflies for a long time. Um, this year I'm getting into botany and studying plants and the native flora okay, of Wisconsin. Okay, so in, in each of those areas, something has to excite you. So so when you're taking pictures <laughs> of birds, what is it that really gets you going? I mean, what do you like? I, I mean, all of a sudden this would, this would be something where you go, oh man, got to get this picture. Uh, I'm not sure I could put words to it. I, there's, there's just, I guess the best way to put it is there's something very therapeutic about it. Um, I think in the, the grand scheme of things, anytime I'm in creation is just 
it really helps me to clear my mind um okay and so i think you're you're speaking of of a very um important aspect of life you're created and wired a certain way yes i'm created and wired a certain way okay what you need to do is find the way that God wired you and get into that in life mm-hmm. and realize that that's your giftedness right there. So the Bible calls it a body, whatever it might be. So you could be a knee or a toe or an ankle or whatever, and you need to function well there. Yeah. You, you love, I know you love taking pictures of nature mm-hmm. and you love being in nature. Do, do you worship best in that setting? Um. That's definitely one of the settings, okay. of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, after you take a picture, and I know you took pictures of birds all over the place. Mm-hmm. After you take a picture, it's really cool. What What are your thoughts? I mean, are you sitting there thinking, that's just cool and you're done with it? Um, I guess it's really worshipful. I, I, okay. I really enjoy seeing the birds and just understanding how God made them and I think everything in God's creation really reflects his character or something about him in some way or another. Um, I think, uh, you know, so for example, a bird is really beautiful and just <clears throat> how they interact with each other socially. They're the fact that they sing songs just for the heck of songs. Okay. Um, I think it's really amazing to see the attention to detail that God put into his creation. There's never an absence of detail. Um, and it just reminds me that how much more mindful is God of me, my life and the life or the world around me and, and the, the human souls that he's created. And, um, it's just a good reminder. So do you think that, that the idea of being out in the woods and, and observing nature, birds, you know, whatever, uh, plants at this point does that um open up another dimension for you in life where where, you know i mean a lot of times people have this idea of who god is and there's things in life that kind of blow that out of the water because of of something that they're learning or seeing and they go wow that's pretty impressive does that do that for you oh absolutely i think that's probably my favorite one of my favorite things about creation is it just always destroys um, how big I think I am and how small sometimes God, my idea of God gets. Okay, now you didn't start there three years ago, right? No. No. So three no. years ago, you're in high school, or you're graduating from high school, yeah. right? You, you really don't know what you want to do, so your buddies are going to Nicolay Bible Institute, so you hitch a ride, kind of, and you get up here. Yeah. And you go through classes, and you go through the service opportunities that are there. Um, it, did that change your life at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and and it it, it kind of did it. Could I say accidentally because you really didn't plan on that ahead of time? Oh, never. Yeah. So it was kind of like the next thing for you to do, mm-hmm. and then God gripped you while you were doing it. Yeah, that's yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say that you are unusual, but you're not. Um, I think as an older guy, as a, as one of the teachers of MBI, I think that there are many young people who come to us 
really not understanding what they're doing and not really understanding what they want to do. And then God says, that's fine. You know, what we're going to do is spend some time in the Northwoods and unscramble your brain a little bit. And if that would be a good definition for it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in the process, you're learning the Bible, but you're also learning how to serve people and care for people. And, and at the same point, you're in this environment that keeps pointing to God. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself, too, in all of those things. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. So now you look at it and you think, okay, if you look at it backwards, and would you say, well, it would have been wise to plan to come anyway when I was in high school. <laughs> but it was accidental in a way. So how did it, I mean, I'm still curious, how did you end up here? Just because some friends were doing it and you actually had nothing to do? <clears throat> well, I I guess the very heart of it, Dave, I think God ordained for me to come here. Okay. And uh, to me and to us humans, it looks like it was an accident, but I think it was right in line with what God had planned from the beginning of time. Okay. And, and I would agree with you. I, what I want our listeners to know is that God does work that way sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where you and I are kind of like, I have no clue. I feel like that's been most of my life. Yeah. And then you end up doing something and you go, oh, now I have a clue. <laughs> but now I'm in a different phase already. Oh, yeah. So so you came up, you did Nicolay Bible Institute, and then you, you haven't left us for two years. Because you've been working in, uh, in other areas, an intern with the Wolf River Refuge, and developing that, and, and hopefully for the future be a place, again, where we can reach people in different ways. Yeah. There was a there was a year in between my NBI year and the two years oh, was of interning. Okay. Yes. Okay. And what did you do during that year? I cut concrete. Okay. You're a concrete cutter. Yes. So you do have that, that labor skill that you can do. I guess you can call it a skill. Well, it would be. I I never cut concrete, so I, I don't even know how you do that. It's just a lot of mental power to do something that you hate. Okay. Now, you did that. It, you went and you cut concrete. Was that a good year for you? It was awful. It was an awful year. And why yeah. do you think that was awful? Um, I didn't have, I didn't have any community. I went back to my dad's house in Green Bay, um, <clears throat> and I never lived in Green Bay, so I didn't have any prior community to come back home to. Um, and so the job, too, I was in hotels for most of the time during the week. It was like five five days a week in a hotel um, at different job sites traveling around the Midwest. Um, so I made a lot of money, but I was not plugged into a church. I didn't have a lot of friends nearby. Right, just felt very isolated and kind of my own island. Kind of a formula for disaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I was happy to get out of that. So you did that because it was a job that was available. Uh, It was another one of those things like NBI. I didn't know what I was doing, and so um, I thought it would be wise to um, just get out into the job force and experiment with a. A hard-working blue-collar job and make some money um, and in the process I learned a lot about the importance of community the importance of my life being a ministry rather than just my own kingdom making money for myself I realized that 
those things were not nearly enough to fulfill me or make life worth living. Okay. So the money aspect eventually wasn't what drove you. I mean, really, I mean, that's what got you there in the first place. You could make some money. Yeah, for the most part. But eventually it was like, really? That that doesn't fulfill me. Yeah. Am I accurate on that? Yeah, you're pretty darn close. Yeah. And I think that's what young people need to hear. I mean, it's not wrong to say, okay, I need to go work and make a living. That That's not the wrong part of life. Mm-hmm. That's probably the right thing to say. Yeah. I think the other part of it, too, was just, I, like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so I just want to experiment and some, figure out, you know, what I like and what I don't like doing. And in that case, I found something that I really don't like doing. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing, though, is you may not like doing it, but you could do it. Mm-hmm. And and that's a message almost everybody needs to hear. If you don't have to like certain things, uh-huh. but you still should be responsible and do it if, if that's what you're committed to mm-hmm. at this particular point. And there are times in life where I think you learn as much from the the negative as the positive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're working this job. It's not an evil job by itself. Mm-hmm. However, you're learning that you're learning about yourself in that job. Yeah. And and if you could say, yeah, here's a couple takeaways I learned from that job, what would they be? Um, I think to put it very simply learning to do something, learning the value of, of doing something that I hate doing. Okay. Um, because like you said, it's not an evil job. It's not, there's nothing like inherently bad about it. Um, but it was really physically demanding. There was days when it was 101 degrees on, I had all my personal protective equipment on and I'm just hacking away at the sidewalk by myself. It's just, it was very miserable, but, um, I was realizing that even in that time when everything in my body was screaming, this sucks, this is awful, I hate this. Not only am I hot and sweaty and dehydrated, I'm lonely, I'm isolated. Um, I learned that even in that time, God was sufficient for me. Right. At the end of the day, he is my refuge, he is my safe retreat, and he is the only one that can satisfy me. Right. You know, I appreciate what you're saying because I think there are times where people tend to want to blame their environment for their lack of growth when God can use anything to show you something about yourself and give you growth mm-hmm. if you're willing to look to him. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, I mean, it's not like, uh, for example, I've had young people come to me and say, you know, I, I don't understand what it's like to have a, a solid marriage because I've never seen one. And I tell them, well, you know, read the Bible and see what God says about it. And then go find someone that does have a solid marriage mm-hmm. and go watch it. D- don't use this circumstance you grew up with as an excuse to not know something. Mm-hmm. Because you can learn what you shouldn't have done by watching a bad marriage. You you can learn what you shouldn't do. Oh, yeah. And likewise, cutting cement. I mean, you can you can learn what you need to learn doing that. It's not that you should do that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But you certainly have lessons that, do you think that the lessons you learned cutting cement were like the college of life that God said, you know what, I need to put you in this because I need to teach you these things that you will never learn apart from it? Absolutely, Dave. And that's something that um, my heart is really big 
and and just that idea of I think a lot of people I've watched a lot of my friends who are afraid to try things or afraid to do things because they think it will quote unquote fail um and my year of concrete cutting a lot of people I think would look at that as a failure I did it for one year I hated it and it was over with I don't ever want to do it again but I have no regrets in that I'm I'm very grateful to God for the lessons that I learned and even though it it didn't last long term um the lessons that I learned there I'm carrying into every other season of life that I've I've gone through and so it has benefited me tremendously um and I would call it a success right because it's taught me something yeah and I think uh, those that are listening that are, are trying to figure out what to do in life, get moving. Go do something. You know, it may not be what you're going to do the rest of your life. You may hate it for months at, at a time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't do it. Do it. Learn the lessons you need to. And and God, somehow, if you love him and you're seeking him and you want to do what's right, he'll make a way for you out of that at some point. Mm-hmm. He'll prepare you for the next thing. Right. And part of it will be learning what you need to learn. Yes. Um, you know, when I graduated from college, I went and took a job as a teacher in a public school. And I thought, well, that's what I got trained for. So you spend four years getting trained to be a teacher in a public school, and, and you end up going to a public school, and for three years, that's what I thought God had for me. But, you know, it, the last year and a half was rough. I didn't <clears throat> enjoy it. It was like I struggled to get it, it wasn't that I wasn't a good teacher. It wasn't that my students didn't like, I, you know, I mean, everything was actually going extremely well. I was a, a six foot two, 200 pound um, fifth grade teacher, you know, <laughs> and the boys loved it that I was there. The administration loved it that I was there. I actually experienced a tremendous amount of success teaching fifth grade. And the actual children I loved. I loved being with them. I loved teaching them. I, but I, But I had this thing in my heart that kept going off, like, I can't really help them. I mean, I could teach them how to add. Mm-hmm. I could teach them how to spell, but I'm not fulfilled doing that. Anybody can do that. People who don't know Jesus can do that. And I'm not minimizing the importance of that. It's just, I don't need to do this, you know, mm-hmm. because, I, you know, anyone can do it. And, and I want to do something that actually will change their life and the course of their life. Now, I know there's some teachers that might be listening and saying, well, you've just minimized some other. I'm not. I'm saying I. I wasn't against teaching, but something in my heart switched. It was like, no, this isn't what you should do the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so after three years, I mean, in the middle of my third year, I went to the principal and said, I'm, I'm resigning. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be here anymore. Well, what are you going to do? I didn't go up north and start a year-round camp. And, <laughs> you know, we made like 150 bucks a month up here, and, and there was no program and nothing. It's like, no, I'm quitting here and going up and doing something that I think will fulfill my heart, that I think God put me on the planet to do. Well, did uh, did other people think you were crazy? Oh, many. <laughs> many did. In fact, I had, I had friends that um, pretty much told me, if you think we're going to send you money to go play in the Northwoods, you know, we're not going to, you know, because you should get a job like the rest of us and be responsible. Mm-hmm. But what they were saying basically was, uh, you know, you should um, be miserable like I am. And, and I thought, I would rather be broke. Thank you. I, I would rather have very little, eat ramen soup. I mean, I would rather do things where I'm fulfilled and not do things because um, I, I felt like I would be prostituting my life by doing things that were just for money. 
And wow. I didn't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what the interesting thing was is ever since I've been up here, it, I think these have been the longest. I mean, the days can be long. You can work like a dog. But I've never felt like I went to work. You know, and that's what I tell young people. There's something there for you. You're gifted. Uh, Joseph, you're a gifted young man that God has gifted in some way that, that nobody else is gifted in. And when you find it, see, when you let God develop that and bring that out of you, then once you get into it, you, you know, you might do something and be the world's best at it and get paid a bazillion gillion dollars, you know, whatever. I mean, a lot of money. But that's not going to fulfill you. Mm-hmm. You might find something and get paid nothing and be very fulfilled. And, and what happens in life is it's not the money that cares for us. It's not the position. It's not the comfort. It's God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you serve the way you're supposed to, you're, you serve in a way where you might be rich because whatever you're doing pays a lot of money. Uh, I'm not against being like a professional football player if you love Jesus and you make millions of dollars. That I wouldn't say you're evil. I would just say you should be generous because you make a lot more than you need. And, yeah. And, and those totally. that, that don't, they should just not complain. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's not about the money. Anyone that's willing to work hard, see if you agree with the statement, but anyone that's willing to work hard can make money. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so if you want money, go pick a job, some end cutting, and go work hard. And you can make money. And hate your life while you do it. You might hate your life. There might be actually people who like cement cutting. Yeah, there's a couple of guys. Yeah. So, I mean, if they like it, okay, good for them. Somebody has to do it, I guess. <laughs> and and that's the part of the body principle, I think, where God's made people. I mean, there are people that, that like things that, that when I look at it, I go, how could you even like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no idea how. Now, nobody write me, but I don't, I don't get into ballet. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get in opera. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I just don't get it. And now I'm not against it. But obviously, that's not my thing. And that that's not where I'm going to spend my my time or my effort in opera. Uh-huh. Um, and that's OK. You know, I mean, you got to understand who you are. I can applaud those that do. I mean, if you came <laughs> to me and said, I'm really into opera and this, I go, well, OK, enjoy you know, and, and just like you taking pictures of, of birds. You know, there might be some people thinking, really, birds? Yep. <laughs> well, no, see, you don't get it. There's, there's things that in a person's life, God put them there, and they understand things and see things that nobody else does. And it's their job to help others be successful using the gifts that God gave them. So my, my life, instead of teaching people math, my job is to make you successful, trying to teach you things in a way that you understand them so that you can live the life that God gave you mm-hmm. and instead of teaching you math or science or history or something. And, and in that, I find fulfillment rather than just doing something. Do you know what happens if you do something and you're doing it just for money? You look forward to retirement. Yep. 
because what you want to do is get away from all of it. Mm-hmm. And you've only done it for that reason, and you're saving to the point where you don't have to do it anymore. Yep. I don't want to live that way. I didn't want to live that way. Yeah, I, I don't think I, anyone um, should live that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to retirement. I realize, that, you know, my life's changed a lot anyway. I don't, I'm not out there chopping wood like I used to and doing the things I used to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? When you love what you do, you just, you don't want to just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been here over 50 years. So it's like, well, it's not anything new. But again, you found that niche. And that's what I wish for you and the people of your generation. Find it. Find the way God made you. Enjoy it. He didn't make you, uh, you know, you can go in the Bible, you can see he didn't make you to be sinful and live apart from what he said. I mean, that's not how he made you. So none of that's going to be God's will. It's not, you know, I've had guys come to me that just got married or something and say, you know, it's God's will for me to divorce my wife. And I'm sitting there going, no, it isn't. Oh, yeah. It's obvious in the Bible what it says. That's not God's will. Don't. Don't don't start talking that way. Mm-hmm. But in God's will, there's so many variables that, that you can have. You know, I would consider you, I've seen some of your, your pictures of birds. I would consider you an artist in your own sense, in that sense. Because you have you know, you have to have an eye for something. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an eye for that. I have a loon picture in here that a friend of mine took and and he used to get up morning after morning after morning after morning to try and get this loon in the right light. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, well, he did. He got it in the right light. I probably don't have it reproduced perfectly, but it it actually is, you know, it's hanging here in the studio. I like looking at it. The guy's about 90 years old, and, <laughs> and he spent, you know, half his life trying to get this loon picture. And when he got it, that's I thought, awesome. that's amazing, because you can actually see the water going over the loon wings and the and the drops and the and he mm-hmm. got all it's natural he didn't photoshop anything he's just an, an old-time guy with an old-time camera mm-hmm. and i thought this guy good for him and he was thrilled to give me the picture you know it's like look at this uh-huh and i thought that right there is what makes life fun oh yeah not thinking oh my because then i asked him i said well can i use this picture he goes i don't care it's his joy to share it. It is. That's why he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, you know how many others I've talked, you know, it's copyrighted, don't you do this, get get permission from 14 different people. <laughs> and, you know, then I'm thinking, you know what? Isn't, isn't it great to be able to do something where you contribute to the welfare of other people somehow mm-hmm. and point them to God somehow and enjoy the life that he gave you and use what he gave you to help others? And I think, you know, it's okay to cut cement. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay to have that as your end goal and have money the only thing that drive you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was, yeah, for me, cutting concrete was definitely the thing that, one of those things I just, was not for me. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? We, we've got another... Um, We've had you on the first half of the program. We're going to go to a second half here and uh, continue our discussion. For those that are listening, you're listening to the program called Younger Older. And this is produced in the studios of Relate365.com here on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch. And Silver Birch Ranch has a lot of ministries. Nicolay Bible Institute we've been talking about, so I invite you to go look at the Nicolay Bible Institute website, nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Also, the Wolf River Refuge. I invite you to go look at that website. 
and see a, a place where you can escape to the North Woods, and you should be escaping to the North Woods, so that you can clear your mind, unscramble your mind a little bit, and enjoy God. Until uh, our next program, I'll talk to you then. <laughs>